Hello, folks. It is the Knickknack Podcast. I'm Knickknack Jack, and I'm a gender non-binary pansexual socialist in their late 30s who struggles with mental and physical health challenges. I started this podcast, the Knickknack Podcast, about 15 years ago as a way to process my thoughts and do some armchair philosophizing about my passions. I'm calling this episode, Normal is Overrated. Thoughts from over 30 years of U.S. mental health treatment. This episode will highlight my experience and underscore what I believe has been the problem that has rendered the system largely ineffective in my experience. So grab your favorite beverage, take a breath, and before ado is in any way furthered, we'll get started. I'll start this episode off with a big, huge thank you to my peer support people. I've had a very rough week, and I'm finding myself at a conflicted point of my journey. My therapist was sick last week, so all the progress I've made this week has been thanks to peer support. I'm so, so thankful to be in the process of rebuilding a good peer support network. I would be nowhere without my peers. I mean that honestly, truthfully. Thank you all. An extra special thank you goes out to those that provided feedback on this podcast topic. This episode will be better because of you. I'm a lot better because of you. I'm hopeful that this is only the beginning. So, moving forward. I've been getting mental health services in the U.S. for a variety of diagnoses since I was very young. To my knowledge, the list includes ADD, OCD, depression, bipolar, borderline personality, post-traumatic stress disorder, social anxiety, generalized anxiety, and autism spectrum. I got my first diagnosis of ADD and OCD at somewhere between 5 and 6 years old. I began treatment with a wonderful therapist at the time, and 31 years of treatment later across multiple therapists and multiple psychiatrists, I am now approaching my 37th birthday uh, at the end of September. In the years since I started treatment and entered my adulthood, I've experienced most of the things a person with little resources and mental health challenges can expect to experience in the U.S., namely poor condition management. The result has been pronounced episodes leading to unemployment, short periods of houselessness, lack of access to services and resources, ER visits for suicidal behavior, and a large amount of fatigue and frustration. Throughout the years, I've put a lot of faith and trust in the medical model and the scientific, political, and cultural assumptions it is based on. I've been complying with professional guidance and medication prescriptions to the best of my ability, as that is the best way to ensure my continued survival in the current context. I've also supplemented this with a great deal of research and reading as a former mental health professional myself and current patient, I firmly believe that mental health professionals want the best for their clients. But despite years of treatment, my overall life experience continues to feel like an endurance test. As I've reflected upon the situation, I've become increasingly unnerved. It feels like there is a real, real danger of failing this endurance test I'm on. Consequently, 
I'm worried that suffering a shortened lifespan with unmet potential is highly likely. I've been desperately trying to address this situation and stuck on the consideration of my behavior flexibility in recent episodes. What can be changed? What can't be changed? What kind of changes should be made? My impression has always been that the answers to these questions have been better known by mental health professionals than I. Recently, I've begun to question the wisdom of this approach and the way it labels a good deal of my behaviors as maladaptive. During the course of my research and brief stint working within the U.S. mental health system, uh, the term maladaptive behavior became extremely bothersome. Its requisite approach assumes that the cultural norms are healthy. It seems to have done this with the aim of decreasing the negative impact of divergent behavior. But to my knowledge, this approach has come more as a consequence of societal convenience than anything else. This seems problematic in a system that includes people that genuinely want to help and people who genuinely want help. Further still, my knowledge of math and averages and the way all that works and my life experience leads me to think that the cultural norms so highly touted in psychology textbooks represent an extremely suspect premise at best. Even if the premise of cultural norms were sound, the fact remains that it takes me and a bunch of others that I know uh, that are considered to be suffering with mental disorders a ridiculous amount of energy, medication, research, self-intervention, and therapy just so we can maintain the status quo. And my status quo, and oftentimes their status quo, is nowhere near this highly touted cultural norm. After much study, I don't think benefit can come from further aspiring to a suspect premise. I think the core failure of my treatment can be approached by changing how I view my, quote, maladaptive behaviors, unquote, and being more assertive in my treatment. My research has come across the social model of disability, which promotes the idea that a person's adaptive needs may be better addressed by adapting society to an individual as opposed to adapting an individual to society. With this line of thinking, my maladaptivity becomes neurodivergence. This perspective seems like a healthier approach than the one used by U.S. mental health professionals. It also goes along with my long-standing belief that the pain of my life experience can be partly offset by figuring out how the unique perspective brought on by my painful life experiences uh, can be leveraged. In college, around the time I started this podcast, I wrote an essay for a psychology class about a hypothetical crossover between people who are neurodivergent and people who are more capable of self-actualization in line with Maslow's descriptions. Note that I didn't use the term neurodivergent at the time, but I definitely would use it now. I still believe that there may be something to this notion. If it could be proven to a reasonable degree that there is a link between neurodivergence and a greater potential for self-actualization, then it may be possible to design a better overall mental health system in the U.S. A system predicated on using societal adaptations to enable clients to minimize the pain while maximizing their unique abilities to great societal benefit.
At the moment, moving the concept forward seems difficult, to say the least. I do hope, though, that continuing to explore this topic on the podcast will be of some benefit to myself and others. Relative to my own life and treatment, it's an odd thing to be playing a game where the odds are so highly stacked against my favor. And I do feel they are quite highly stacked against my favor. But... What worth would I have if I didn't try to use my neurodivergence to benefit myself and others? I'm not capable of surrendering to the cultural demand to be cured. And really, a cure is not what I'm after. I'm hopeful that I'll be able to find and foster more effective support for myself that allows me to meet my goal of maximizing neurodivergent benefit while minimizing neurodivergent pain. If I can accomplish this, I should be able to hold on to the hope that my life experience and attempts to further knowledge prove valuable to others. If this content has proved valuable to you, please let me know. Feel free to leave a kind but constructive review or comment in your favorite podcasting app. Or you can use Twitter. My Twitter handle is at NickNackJack, N-I-C-N-A-C-J-A-K. My email, nicnacjak at gmail.com. And there is also the website, nicknackjack.net, where you can comment and donate. The Nicknack Podcast is made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. Music is Raindrop Rhapsody by Josh Elkenberry and Catch Me If You Can by Attica Attica. Find Attica Attica at atticaattica.bandcamp.com. I thank both groups for allowing their creations to be used in the production of other work, and if you are a creative type, I encourage you to do the same. I have done the same myself, because the Knickknack Podcast and the FS Ride Along series is copyright 2006 through 2021 by Nicholas Jackson, Some Rights Reserved. This work is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 4.0 International License. Find out more at creativecommons.org. Until next time, stay safe, stay sane, stay healthy, get vaccinated. Happy railroading, happy landings. Bye. I'm on the boss, my hat pulled down with a bottle in my bag. I'm on the boat against the rail with the wind against my back. I'm on the road, the open road with my thumb outstretched from my hand. So catch me.